Come on, come all, come gather round. Come hear tales both lost and found. Grab yourself a drink with a splash of lime. It's David and Michael's story time. Hey everyone, welcome back to an exciting conclusionatory episode of story time that's the name of our show i almost just said of animorphs which is not the name of the show uh welcome to story time i'm your uh absolutely impeccable host with no problems at all david miller and the one who's ready to conclusion all over this place is me michael santel uh david yeah my body is falling apart i yeah. feel like i am in my hospital bed right now. I have you have a heating pad on. behind you. I have yeah. a heating pad. My back can't handle all this driving I'm doing. It's too much driving mm. on my back. Um, usually, like, we're, we're going to go to predictions in a second. Yeah. I just want to get into it. I want to. Well, I, we I left have, off in a very uh, we, crazy spot. We had the bedroom brawl. Mm-hmm. We had the animal bedroom brawl But what did we on. see before that brawl? Was a dead red-tailed hawk. Yeah, and we don't know if that's what's-his-name or another red tail. I mean, I mean, we sent Tobias to follow him, and then we found him, we found David, and there is a dead hawk in his room. Did I say that I think that there's lightning in the background? Is there lightning and storming going on outside? It is outside? nighttime, it is overcast, but it is not currently storming. I, I'm I glad you say so, because, I'll like, small spoiler, there will be stormy weather in this Yo, I'm getting, I'm getting, getting the vibes. vibes. It's coming to, yeah, it's coming to a big, place. it's coming to a head. This whole thing. Listen, I have one prediction this week, and that's it. And what it is is David's gonna die. Gotcha. I think that's what's gonna happen. Gotcha. You can't have this evil, evil Green Ranger. See, the Green Ranger eventually turned good. I don't think this Green Ranger is turning good, David. I think he's a, a, a spoiled apple who, who, who spoiled the bunch. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, so we can do a quick recap, um, just a very quick recap. But actually, there will be a quick recap in the beginning of this book. So I'll kind oh, of good, like good. just like like recap of the first. If you if you somehow didn't see book twenty uh, uh, episode for Animorphs Part Twenty, uh, a kid named David found the morph box that gave them all their powers. Through hijinks, he found out about the Animorphs' awareness, and his He's parents were captured. He's a real jerkhole, and his father works for the government. The NSA. Uh, meanwhile, there's a whole uh, meeting of world leaders that's happening that the Yurks are trying to get all of them controlled, and they you know, they tried to stop it, and it was a trap with a hologram and a hologram and a it hologram. It was a hologram inside of a hologram inside of a hologram. Yeah, yeah. Um, and David almost, like, turned traitor in that uh, instance, but then didn't, uh, because it then kind of benefited him to actually be a part of the Animorphs. It was sort of a, oh, he's sort of just going the way the wind seems to be blowing. Uh, Jake was the most leadery I've seen him in a while. Mm-hmm. There was a lot, he never, he always was boss man in charge. He had to make he ne- a lot of fast decisions. He was very Captain America as well. He was a lot of like, well, that's not the way I view it, so we're going to do it the way I say. And like, he was very leadery. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was good to see him in that, in that light, although he was having a terrible time. Uh, and everyone's tired at this point. Like, Jake had mentioned that like they didn't get much sleep and like they wouldn't for a while. And like, so we're kind of in the middle of that. And then uh, they were, Jake and Axe and Tobias were staking out the barn to watch to see if David, because Visser 3 when everyone was leaving, was like, come to your old house and, like, turn yourselves over and we'll give you your parents back and, like, that kind of shit. And so they were staking out the barn where he was staying, Cassie's barn, and saw him leave as it was raining. 
and he's a huge hawk, right? He's got the biggest of the hawks. Uh, yeah, a golden eagle. Yeah, he's yeah. like very important. Yeah. And, and it is, you know what, at the end of the, the second book, it was raining. You're right. It, yes, did, it did start to rain. Stormy um, clouds. And then, and then they sent Tobias to follow him while Axe and Jake started morphing, but they, you know, they didn't want to lose him. And then they went searching, and they couldn't hear back from Tobias, and they're like, maybe he's out of range, and they kept searching, and then they're like, maybe he can't answer. And then they go to David's house, and they find David as a golden eagle there with a dead red-tailed hawk. And then they have... They come to words, and then they fight, and then Hork Bajir busts in, and Axe has to save Jake, uh, and then they, and then David flies off, and then Jake flies off after him, and they oh, go to I the for- mall. Forgot about Axe slicing a couple of fuckers up with his knife tail. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, well, he actually grabs Jake and runs back over the fence into another uh, uh, neighborhood or another yard, and the Hork Bajir follow him but fall into the pool. And then they yeah, get away. Okay. Um, uh, and then and then David and Jake land on the roof of the mall and turn into lion and tiger, and have a big cat brawl. And cat brawl. last we saw, the last thing that happens was Jake was on the skylight and and couldn't get a grip, so he couldn't dodge. And David jumped at him, and they crashed through the skylight and fell down. And as and he was falling down, Jake felt David's teeth rip into his neck. And then he went unconscious as he hit the ground in the mall. Well, they, it, there was an Easter display there, so it, he hit some presents or something. It's not too bad, David. I don't think it was the hard ground. Uh, 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 after the incident where he found the dead hawk, the dead Tobias, um, he told Axe, I'm going after David, go get Rachel. He specifically sent Axe for Rachel. Uh, is Rachel on the cover of this book? You know damn well she is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think Rachel is going to go on a Terminators-like rampage, going from one animal to the next morph, and is going to show all of her physical abilities and prowess to problem-solve, because she is the storm of this team. Uh-huh. She could be the leader, but like just chooses to like chill back and fly yeah. in the background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David's got to die. Uh... I mean, I, I, it's a child. I'm saying a child's gonna die. Uh, uh, here's, here's. I'll tell you the, the 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 cover is Rachel turning into a rat. Yeah. Right. And the inside cover picture is that rat in like a, you know, like a like a trash heap, like a like a junkyard, like a rubble rubble strewn. Yeah. Area. A perfect place to hide aliens, David. A perfect place. Uh, oh, and I'll tell you the, the the little the little like blurb sentence on the front that usually doesn't mean much. Usually doesn't like it's very like ah what the fuck does that mean? Blood blood flows red tonight. A mistake has been made. His name is David. It was a mistake. <laughs> Yo, real spoiler. If you were like buying all these books and you're like, oh shit, this is David. <laughs> well, you'd, you'd, you'd hopefully see on the back of this book the big bold words that say part three of a trilogy, oh, okay, and then the okay. side of this book that says number twenty two. And maybe okay. you wouldn't <laughs> spoil yourself. Well, I don't trust. I don't trust David's. I've always said that to anyone mm-hmm. I know. I say, don't trust them. I think you said that uh, back in, in 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 book twenty. Yeah. I think I said that back in episode one yeah, uh, I, <laughs> uh great what is this one called this is called the solution the solution that's right i don't remember if i alluded to nazi propaganda no you didn't or not, but I, but I, and actually i was really proud of you so thanks for breaking okay, that streak okay, great. so the final <laughs> solution episode everybody God damn it. 
I got um, my I got my heaty pad on. I'm tucking myself into bed. Papa David, tell for me about nice, people, David. Relaxing story of office. I'm ready for my uh, nice relaxing story of uh, right. intrigue and uh, death. Yeah, here we go. Book twenty two, the solution. We are from Rachel's point of view. Where she sees her dead friend bleeding on the mall floor. Well, she doesn't. Right now, it is the middle of the night, and she's dreaming. She's having a dream. She's at home asleep, right? Oh, she's a homeless sleep. Okay, okay. She's at home asleep. Oh, um, okay. She is in her dream. She's at the mall, and she's trying on a bunch of clothes that she loves. But all of the clothes are, t- like, they keep bringing her clothes that are way too small. And she's like, don't you have any in my size? And the lady is like... Uh, no. And then Rachel looks in the mirror and sees that she's an elephant. And then the, the, the lady who's like the sales lady starts screeching and like scratching at her. And then she wakes up and there's a, a hawk that's kind of like scratching at her. And then he like jumps back onto the, um, the like bedside table or whatever. Uh, and that's a fucked up dream. Like, already elephant dreams are tough, and then to actually have that shit be, like, something that can happen to you, that's rough. And in her, like, grogginess, she's like, oh, Tobias? And uh, uh, he uh, he says, um, uh, no, it's Eximile. You must come now. Tobias is missing. And Prince Jake is in danger. I threw back the covers, and my bare feet hit the floor. What? It's David. He is a traitor. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, so she starts to morph to her great horned owl, Morph, um, and Axe summarizes for her what has happened. This episode is just like the Suicide Squad. We get like three different character introductions for the same characters. David left the barn in his golden eagle morph. Tobias followed him. We followed soon after, but we could not find either Tobias or David. We went to David's home, his former home, I should say. We found David there, and Jake spoke with him. I do not know what was said, but the Yurks were watching the house, and a handful of Hork-Bajir attacked. Attacked who? I demanded sharply. Jake or David or both? I cannot be sure, but David escaped, and Prince Jake followed. He asked me to find you. He said we would need reinforcements. Well, he's got reinforcements, I said. Let's go. I fluttered my wings and hopped up to the windowsill. I looked out at night that was bright to me as the high, as high noon. It had be, I had become a great horned owl with eyes that looked through the darkness and ears that could hear a mouse squeak at 50 feet. What about Tobias? I asked Axe. I certainly hadn't missed Axe's hesitation when he mentioned Tobias. I don't know for certain, he said, but I fear the worst. David's morph is stronger in the air than Tobias's, and Prince Jake, he believes Tobias is dead. I felt my insides turn cold. For a few seconds, that seemed to stretch into hours. I couldn't move. I couldn't think. I just sat there with my deadly talons squeezing into the soft wood of my windowsill. Tobias dead? If David had hurt Tobias, I would... But what was the point in making threats? I didn't need to make threats. I knew what I would do. And so did Jake. That's why he sent Axe for me. Yeah, because she's gonna go kill Bill, all of these guys. She's... oh. Yeah. So they're Time flying. For the MVP. Yeah. So they're flying, and they're not sure where to look because they're like they were just flying off, like in a direction, but we don't know where they were going. So they're flying, and then Rachel notices a police car with siren on, like speeding off towards the mall, and she's like, "That's not Go a bad area of town. Like they're, you know, like something's up over there. It's probably something having to do with us." So they go over, and the co- the, the cops beat them there because they're faster than the birds in the air. But like, but they. Um, they're still, like, outside, like, circling the mall, like, using their flashlights and spotlights to, like, look for where someone might have broken in. So they figure, like, oh, an alarm trip somewhere in there, and that's what they're responding to. Rachel then sees the broken skylight on the roof mm-hmm. and is like, yo, down here. So they uh, uh, they dive through, and as they dive through, she's like, hey, be ready, because, like, we could get attacked as soon as we go in there. So, like, let's go down in and then, like, veer off in different directions, right? Um, so she dives 
through, and then she spots a broken railing on, like, the second floor that kind of, like, would go, like, there's a drop-off down to the first floor. Uh, because I think, well, uh, yeah, there's, there's, like, a broken railing. Um, and then she sees below that a tiger lying in a pool of blood on the first floor. That's her tiger. She's got to go save that tiger. She listens very intently. She starts to, like, go down straight for him and acts as, like, no, wait, like, that could be a trap. And so she, like, stops and is, like, hovering in the air. And she listens very intently and she hears a very faint breathing coming from the tiger. Although she can, she says she can hear, like, through those breaths, like, the bubbling, gurgling of, like, blood, you know? Oh, like, oh. David, David, blood makes me pass out. I passed out <laughs> listening to an NPR podcast about a girl getting eaten by a shark. Yep. Like, not like, okay, there's blood, I get it, but like the gurgling blood, yep. like, oh my yep. god, yeah, I'm gonna pass out. I'm gonna pass out. David. <laughs> um, she cannot see or hear David. Okay. She doesn't know where yeah, he of is. course she can. He's hiding in the fucking shadows. So Axe demorphs first, and then Rachel starts to demorph to human form. And while she's going to human, they hear a sound coming from down the way, like 10 storefronts down, coming from like a jewelry store down there, and they see that the window of the jewelry store is broken. What a fucking asshole. He's stealing jewels like 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 a like a bank robber. He's not even it, Remember earlier get, he said that. Like he had mentioned in an earlier in the first or second book of like wouldn't it be cool if we just like all morphed like cheetahs or something and ran in and grabbed a bunch of jewels and like what are they going to do, you know? What childlike thinking? Where do you heist jewels? You're 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 a seventh grader, you little bitch. Like, what do you mean? What are you gonna take these jewels to? So Rachel's like, Axe, I'm still morphing to human. I've still got to morph to something else. After this, you go first. Check it out. I'll like catch up with you. So Axe runs off down that way. She finishes demorphing and is about to morph Bear and kind of catches in the. She's like standing like in front of like a footlocker <laughs> and she catches in the in the like reflection on the window like some movement behind her and she moves just in time for a lion to like pounce past her uh, and she she moves by grabbing that broken railing she's near and like jumping over the side and like holding onto it and hanging so the lion like skids to a stop so the lion's still up there <laughs> like and and the drop is too far to just drop without getting hurt um and uh, uh, is she, she gonna no morph bird? Well, she doesn't even have time for that. Like, if you were to fall, she'd hit the ground well before she finished morphing. And the okay. tiger is, or the lion is, literally right here, like walking up to her, uh, to her where her hands are, essentially. Um, and uh, she notices that spanning this drop section, there are some cross beams that like banners, like advertisement banners, hang down from. For Easter, it's Easter Sunday. <laughs> Um, and they're nearby, and they're about three feet away from where she is, so she'd have to, like, jump, like, three feet to it. She can um, do it. She can do it. She she is a gymnast, remember. She's an amateur gymnast. But she does notice that those banners are, like, an inch thinner than a balance beam would be. And if you remember from book two, way back, balance beam is her weakest of the the events in gymnastics. She hates she's, the balance beam. That's why she liked being a cat so much, because they had no problem. This is a real Batman moment. You got to be good with all the different scenarios. You never know what you're going to run into while fighting crime. Um, it's almost it's also kind of like a Lost World moment, right? Where the, the gymnastics on the beam where you kick the raptor in the face. Yeah, and then she gets right? out of there. Yeah, yeah good job. Uh, <laughs> um, so David, as he's walking up to her hands, is like, dummies, I set an alarm clock in the jewelry store and broke the window and then was waiting here for you. He set a trap, essentially. Uh, okay. So Axe went down there and then... He's got Rachel all alone. He tries to bite her fingers to, like, make her fall, but she swings and, like, jumps right in time and lands on the beam and, like, like teeters for a bit and then has her, her balance. 
And then... There's like like all and, the other books in the series, there's going to be a lot of like little reading breaks. Uh, she looks over at a store and it says 10% off in the window, but it looks like she gets three tens from the judges. <laughs> yeah! yeah. Um, so then David glared at me with his furious yellow eyes. That's okay, he said. I'm not a murderer, you know. I wouldn't kill a human. Now a bird, a tiger, sure. I stared back at the lion, the traitor, and I said, find a place to hide because I'll make you a promise. I will kill you, David. He turned and walked away, laughing as he retreated. I'll kill you, I screamed. I'll kill you, I'll kill you. <laughs> She's gonna turn into a bear. It's gonna be awful. Uh, Axe returns. David is gone. The police enter the mall. Um, and uh, Rachel's like, I'll hold him off. And Axe is like, no, no, no. Like, we need to not be found. And the police officers, I believe, will call for medical attention for Jake. Probably, once they see a dying yes. tiger here. Um, yeah. And Rachel but he, goes... But he's stuck in tiger. He's got to get out right. of tiger. But like, if you if you were like a cop and you showed up to a call and you saw a tiger like bleeding uh, out and unconscious... A, a tiger jumped yeah, you'd be like, the skyline. Call someone, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know? And we Rachel... CPS down here. Rachel figures out they'll probably call Cassie's mom. Oh, yeah. The exotic animal veterinarian who is local, you know? Uh, and... Um, so they morph flies to stay with Jake as the cops arrive. Uh, and Axe is like, great, let's just hope that they handle this within the next hour and a half because Jake has about that much time. And yeah. he's estimating how much time he has because he didn't see exactly when Jake uh, morphed. Um, they uh, Rachel is in her mind kind of like reeling about everything, like Jake dying, Tobias being dead. Uh, they fly into his ear, I believe, to stay with him. David, this has got to be like Easter. Tobias has got to resurrect. It's a good, it's it's a good, It's it's got to happen. Uh, and then Rachel says um, to Axe, Axe, tell me something. When Jake sent you to get help, why did you come for me and not Marco or, uh, Marco or Cassie? Prince Jake was specific. Get Rachel. Did he say why? Axe hesitated a moment. And then he said, Jake told me Tobias was probably dead. I said this was a terrible thing. And Prince Jake said, yes. If David's killed Tobias, we may have to do a terrible thing to get Rachel. Like I say, I'm not big on feelings, but something about that felt wrong. And yet, as I completed the morph to fly, I knew Jake had picked the right person. See, I cared for Tobias. I don't even think I knew how much until I cared until right then. But if David had killed him, I would have revenge and I would make Tobias's murderer pay. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she is radicalized in this book. <laughs> uh, so quickly. So quickly. David, this is a problem. She's got murder on the mind. They fly into Jake's ear. He is found by the cops. The paramedics arrive first. She's like, oh, they'll call Cassie's mom. But like EMTs show up first and get to work. As soon as they see that Jake is unconscious, they like... Try, they put pressure on it. They try to slow the bleeding, like all that kind of stuff. Cassie's mom and dad and Cassie arrive. And Rachel figures, oh, Cassie probably heard her parents getting up being like, there's a wounded tiger in the mall. And was like, well, that has to be Jake, right? Yeah. So, so Cassie came along as well. Um, Rachel gets Cassie updated by thought speaking to her, but she cannot respond because she's a human in human form and like standing next to her parents. Um so she's like, hey, Cassie, like, say okay if you understand. And, and like, Cassie's like, okay, like, good luck to, to her, to, like, her mom, you know? Um, uh, Cassie's, uh, uh, oh, wait, uh, they tell her they're going after David. You stay with Jake. He needs to get conscious in 
about this much time or he's going to be trapped as a tiger, right? So, like, Cassie now is updated. Um, and Cassie's and she's like, oh, my God. And they all look at her and she's like, it's Easter. See, oh, my God. <laughs> look at all these Easter sales. Um, Cassie's mom recognizes the tiger and is like, wait, what the fuck? This is our tiger from, like, the gardens. No one told me that there had been an escape. What the hell is going on? Anyway, we got to do stuff here because he's not going to make it if we move him now. And they start, like, working on him. And then Mom they... recognizes the plumage on mm-hmm. the tiger. She knows that tiger. So um, Rachel and Axe fly to the roof, demorph, morph to bird mode, and go to Marco's house. Okay, well, we got to get Marco now because this is... Stuff's getting serious. Uh, the kids... Uh, it's late at night. Kids are doing lots of morphing, demorphing. This is a lot of energy and strain that's being put on all their bodies right now. I began to realize just how hard this was going to be. Visor 3 had been trying to wipe us out for a long time. He had thousands of human controllers, taxons, hork spacecraft, and all of his own bizarre deadly morphs. And we had just the six of us. Only, it was just five now. And maybe four. Just us, against a person who could become any animal he could touch, a person who could be any living, breathing thing, a a flea in your hair, a cat in a tree, a bat in the night, and when you were unprepared, when you were vulnerable, a lion or tiger or bear. I was starting to realize why Visser 3 hated us so much. (laughs) They're now seeing like, oh, we have to fight an animorph, and that's hard. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's why they, it's why, uh, Politicians get so mad when you throw tomatoes at them because it's a mock assassination. <laughs> it's to be like, gotcha, bitch. Look, yeah, gotcha. Could've gotcha. Could've, could've killed you. Didn't want to. Just threw a tomato. But I could've gotcha. Animorphs uh, are always tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do realize I had a joke I meant to say in sort of the lead up to this episode, which was... <laughs> well, what was your joke? Well, I was sad that like David turned out to be bad because we had six people and then we got seven. So for a very brief time... We had an S Club 7. Oh, damn. <laughs> but now we're just an S Club 4 or 5, yeah, depending yeah. on if Jake pulls through. <laughs> whatever, whatever season they lose a couple kids and the kids come back. I'm sure that's an episode. Um, all right. Uh, so Rachel um, is still bothered that Jake like sent specifically for her. She's like kind of thinking about this. She's like, yeah, he chose the right person. But at the same time... Fuck him. Like, does he Do think I of me like that? Does he think of Yeah, exactly what she's Am starting I to think. Am I the murderer of the group? And she's starting to get, like, point that that bad feeling at Jake. And is, like, mad at Jake in her mind. And then it even is, like... And then I felt bad because, like, he's dying and I'm pissed at him. And I wanted to just, like, be able to yell at him, but I couldn't. <laughs> you know? Um, Listen, the kids have all the feelings. They feel all the things. This is a very complicated situation. So Marco's window is open when they get to Marco's house. And he is uh, in bed asleep. Okay. Uh, Rachel is like, I am fucking done walking into traps if this is one. So she thought speaks at Marco. Like, hey, Marco, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. And he sits up in bed and it's Marco. Uh, And she says, Marco, are you alone? And he nods his head. So they swoop down to the window and Axe is going first. And then as soon as Axe like gets to the window, Marco suddenly turns and gets out of bed and has like a baseball bat in his hand and just fucking wham and blasts Axe in the face with a baseball bat. This is a fake Marco! David had morphed Marco. Uh, Marco! <laughs> and I'll read it to you because it's it's hardcore. Wham! Uh, wait, where am I reading to? Okay. Uh, oh, this is a fake-o! The bat hit Axe square in the face. I saw a piece of shattered beak go flying, twirling away like shrapnel from an explosion. Axe fell to the grass outside. Marco laughed quietly. I saw his sides shake. But of course, it was not Marco at all. David, David had morphed Marco. Axe lay on the grass. 
Son of a bitch, David. Check this shit out. Actually on the grass, unmoving. Marco David held up one finger, then another, Mm -hmm. then another. One, two, three. He was counting how many of us he'd killed. One, two, three. Tobias, Jake, Axe. But it should have been four. What about Marco? Of course, Marco was still alive because Marco had been human. David said it himself. He would never take a human life. He would only kill animals. A hawk, a tiger, a harrier, not a human. Yeah, what so, a weird technicality for that. What a, what he's a, a weird He's a fucking caveat. psycho. He's got his weird rule. He's a psychopath. He's a true psychopath. Uh, I thought he was going to, I thought he had set a bomb. I thought oh, three, three, two, two one. one. No, because he was coming like, up. One, two, three. Listen, if he was the Joker, a bomb would have gone off outside. Three, uh, yeah. Oh uh, my God. David, you're an awful person. So David's David, bad people. David Marco demorphs to David. Uh, and then starts morphing. She sees, she starts morphing again, but he like steps out of sight of like the window, um, and then a golden eagle flies out of the window, um, and Rachel leads him away because she's she's an owl. She's like I can't fight this guy in the air, so she starts flying away. Golden eagle starts chasing, and she notices that Axe is on the ground outside, but is demorphing, so he is not dead. Great, yeah. I didn't think uh, they've they've survived. That's too quick to just be like, and eh, now Axe is dead. Uh. <laughs> and also, they've they've survived the birds worse. have run into all sorts of shit and almost have always been okay. So I felt okay about that one. Uh, Rachel kind of taunts at him to like keep him chasing her, um, and he taunts back about Tobias of like, uh. ooh, like your fucking bird boyfriend or something like that. And she at that moment she's like, and then I went cold. Like I was just like, okay, fuck this guy, like. <laughs> Um, Gotta get him into the ravine. He's faster and bigger than her owl, but she knows what eagles can do because she also has a bald eagle morph, right? So she, like, swoops low between stuff and, like, like, veers around fences really quick and, like, shit like that um, to keep distance. And he keeps following, but, like, she's managing to keep in front of him. And eventually they come, though, to, like, an open field. And so she's trying to, like, make her distance across it to lead him to the power lines that she can see clearly because she's an owl, but he probably can't. Oh, do it! He catches up to her first, and he grabs into her, like, from above, like, on yeah. in the back and, like, digs in his talons. And she starts to, like, kind of lose, like, get a little woozy as he's, like, dragging her up and up higher so that if she were to try to demorph to break free, she would splat on the ground. Would you say that the claws are probably to, uh, breaking the skin and there's probably blood? Probably breaking bones. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. David, I can't handle the blood if there's blood. Um, um, and she starts to pass out when, and I will read this. Hopefully there's no blood. I want to hear it, but if there's too much blood, I'm going to pass out. Sorry, Rachel, David said. But after all, birds die all the time, don't they? And that's oh. when it, And that's when it happened. I saw it drop from out of nowhere, out of the sky, out of the clouds it dropped. Wings back, talons raked forward. It hit David in the back of his head. Eagle feathers flew, David screamed in pain, and Tobias, yes, Tobias, said in private thought speak, Rachel, David is really getting to be a pain in the butt. (laughs) David released me, my wings flapped again, I was hurt, but David couldn't know how badly, and he didn't want to fight two at once, he turned and flew away. Tobias, I cried, but you're supposed to be dead. I am? <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> so it was just another hawk that looked it like It was. Uh, so, where, where was I? Um, uh, turns out, 
Tobias had lost David in the original following, and he told, and Jake, Jake was like, follow him, but like, don't be seen. And Tobias, it was like raining and, and nighttime, and Tobias is like, okay, but that's going to be hard, like, to mm. do. Um, and so he lost him, and and like couldn't find him. Uh, and then David had killed a real red tail hawk, thinking that it was Tobias following him. So it's kind of fortunate that he lost him. <laughs> Um, we then kind of get a little bit of a recap now that like this this episode is over. Jake lived. They got Jake back to the, the gardens and were working on him. And as soon as he regained consciousness and Cassie was alone in the room with him, he demorphed. Cassie gave him shoes and he snuck out of the zoo. And then what did Cassie say to her parents about the? She was like, tiger? I don't know. I was only, I left here for like just a couple seconds and then he was gone. Like no one knows this this tiger fucking disappeared, but then somehow it it appears this tiger has like reappeared in its cage with no injuries whatsoever. The you know, case it, of the mysterious mm-hmm. tiger. Um, so everyone's going crazy there, but he got out. Um, Cassie's mom is freaked out about that. Axe is okay. He demorphed and then went off to find the others. Marco woke up to David. What had happened was Marco woke up to David standing over him with the bat got tied up and uh, acquired and then locked in his closet. And so it took him a little while to get out of that. Yeah. Um, then, after all of that, the sun is rising and everyone needs to go to school. Oh, no. They need to go to bed. They need they don't 10 get to go hours to of sleep. There's no bedtime to have. Oh, sleep. <laughs> go home. Cassie got sh- a couple of hours after Jake escaped the zoo, but everyone else is like, dead. Rex sauce. Yeah. Okay, so they're going to go fall asleep in Mrs. Parker's class. That's what you do. So they're super exhausted all day. At lunch, Rachel, Cassie, and Jake end up sitting at the same table. And they're like, normally we don't sit at the same table all the time. We don't want to look like a group. But nobody could give a fuck today. We're so dead. <laughs> and sure. then Marco comes in and sits down. And he's super chipper. And he like swings his leg over like the back of a chair. And he's like, hey, what's up, everyone? And immediately everyone is like, that's not how Marco acts. And then they look up and they see Marco... In line getting food. Hey, you guys want any of these french fries? So, it's David again being Marco at the table. Fucking David. Uh, And so Cassie gets up to go to real Marco and be like, hey, don't come by the table right now. Like, we can't have people being like, wait, there's two of you. Like, you know. She she makes (laughs) eyes at him and he goes, oh, and he goes and hides something. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Jake, uh, oh, David demands the blue box. He's like, I want the box. And then I'll fucking leave, you know. And Prince Jake goes, you can suck a fat one, bro. We ain't giving you nothing. Jake makes sure to talk about how there are only five of them left. He doesn't let David know that Tobias is still alive. He, oh, he, just, he got attacked by a bird, but didn't get to see what bird it was, and then flew off it. because he didn't want to deal with two. It could have been Cassie. Yeah, and Tobias spoke in private thought speak to Rachel, so David wouldn't have heard him. Good job, Prince Jake. Keeping, a, keeping an ace up your sleeve. Um, Cassie figures out... David's deal because he's like I want the box and I'm like what the fuck do you want the box for he um, wants to make a bad Animorphs team he no. wants to make a Legion of Doom no Cassie figures it out David wants the box to ransom his parents back from Visser 3 oh okay okay mm-hmm. um, and David goes well fine I don't need the box I know you I know who you are I know you're not Andalites Visser 3 would kill for that information and he can get the fucking box from you himself he takes out a cell phone flips it up and goes beep 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 hello hard copy i've got something to tell you he, and they're like you would never make that phone call so he he threatens them with that well i'll just turn you into visor three and then he gets up and he leaves 
And Rachel is so fucking pissed. She gets up to follow him. And Cassie, like, grabs her arm and is like, where are you going and what are you going to do? And Jake is like, let her go. And so she does. And Rachel catches up outside and they argue outside and they kind of get, have a little back and forth. And then Rachel threatens his parents. Um, before, like, before him. they get caught. Like, we might get caught, him. but we'll last a little bit of time. And in that time, um, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I'll she make says. sure your parents never see the light of day. I'll, I'll take out their worms and then make sure they fall off a cliff. You want a war between you and us? That's one thing. We'll play that out, I said. But you try and sell us out to Visser 3, and your little family will never get put back together again. Never. This time, I was the one to walk away. I was shaking. The muscles in my neck were twitching, and suddenly I had a raging headache. My ears were ringing. I was exhausted, yes, but it was more than that. I was high on adrenaline, high on the rush of power and violence. What had I just done? In all of the time we'd been fighting the Yerks, I had never made a threat like that. What's the matter with me? I felt not exactly ashamed, but I knew I never wanted to talk to Cassie about what I'd told David, or Tobias, or even Marco. And as for Jake, I found myself filled with a terrifying surge of pure, utter hatred for him. I couldn't begin to explain it, but I swear at that moment, I hated Jake far more than I did David. I should have gone back to the cafeteria, I should have told them all what happened, but Jake already knew, didn't he? Jake, the smart, determined leader, already knew all about me, and I couldn't face him. I couldn't face what he knew about me. Yo, they are child, <laughs> They are a renegade band of child soldiers, uh-huh. and he is the general, and he knows his pawns, and he knows his pieces, and... Uh, We're going to get a conversation about this later in the book, so, like, don't you worry. She, uh, yeah, she's got to be... She needs to go to therapy. Not for I mean, any of... Just to deal with whatever this is, wherever this is coming from, this was true before all of this. <laughs> so Rachel goes home. Uh, Jake's parents are back in town. Remember, they'd been gone visiting... Their cousin Sadler's parents, their cousin Sadler who had been hit by a car and was yeah. like in intensive care and might not live and all that stuff and was being transferred after a couple of days to this town's children's hospital because it's a better hospital here. Right. Um, um, so the parents are back in town. Um, <gasps> the cousin's parents are here and staying at Jake's house. They could save Sadler with the blue box, David. So Rachel tries to sleep, but she cannot. Tries to. Cannot. She yeah, cannot. No, you know when you're so tired... You can't even fall asleep. It's yep. that plus all this like rage and feeling, you know, like the psychic noise in her brain is not just because her body is tired does not mean her brain is tired. Uh, and you were kind of hinting at this before, but while she's trying to sleep and can't, she, her mind is like reeling and she's thinking to herself, she's kind of going over like, who is she? Who was she? Was she always this monster? Back in the days when she was just like shopping and gymnastics and being like a tough cookie, like was she? Did she always have this like? capacity in her or is this something that has developed she doesn't know she's wondering <laughs> i think this is just her wind to drive this is what makes you so good at gymnastics i think there's i mean we've had other her. characters talk about it before how like like of all people and i think jake in the last book is even like rachel there's something about rachel that like this all of this happening like it's almost like she wants it you know what i mean uh jake calls her at her house and speaks in code uh, it's time to give that extra credit assignment another try. The world leader's mission is still has to happen. Like, oh boy! Right, we <laughs> just because we have had a rough twenty four hours. All of that started because of our failed attempt at stopping this thing and just barely getting out of that trap, the hologram, hologram, hologram trap. So we've got to try again. Uh, so they go to the barn. Everyone else is there. 
uh, including Marco, who they constantly have to give a hard time to because they don't know if it's real Marco. Uh, and it's a really funny scene. Where is it? Uh, Marco, I said, once I had demorphed, you know you're a toad? Kiss me and I'll become a prince, he said without hesitation. I'll be the prince formerly known as Toad. You know you want me. You can't help it. After all, you're a female and I'm, well, I'm me. Yep, that's the real Marco, I said dryly. Cassie laughed. Believe me, we all did the same kind of thing. I asked him to tell me what it was like when we morphed Trout, just to test his memory. And I answered that it wasn't bad, except that the cracker crumb coating chafed a little and I was allergic to tartar sauce. Now can we all stop playing this game? I'm afraid I'll miss a punchline and Rachel will morph to Grizzly and eat me before I have a chance to say anything. Um, and then... I had another part. Uh, oh, and then Axe speaks up. Uh, Prince Jake would like me to tell you that we are operating under the assumption that David may be here in the barn, Axe said in private thought speak. He is concerned that David may be here in Insect Morph listening to our plans, so our plans will be different than we are discussing here. Uh, so they discuss out loud a plan of what they're doing that is very similar to the plan they had before. Just with some minor modifications, and everyone kind of plays along with having little objections to this or that, and they kind of work it out, but they're talking out loud. And then they all morph to bird and start to fly off towards the resort, and that's when Jake tells them the real plan. Right, so as they're on the way, he tells, great, okay. Uh, and the only clue that we get as an audience at this point to what the real plan is, is Marco goes, oh, Rachel's gonna love that plan. It's dumb and it's violent, you know? Uh, it's gonna burst in through the skylight as a bear. It's not. Su- it's wild and crazy and not subtle at all. And Rachel's like, honestly, I did like the plan. Yeah, uh, here so we go. First things first. Everyone goes to the gardens because Rachel is fine and Jake is fine, but everyone else needs some new morphs uh, that are for this job. Morphs that can make a mess and take a potential handgun shot. Oh my god, oh my god! Yeah, okay, so we're talking gorillas, we're talking needy animals. What do they find? Uh, I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, So then they acquire their things, and they go seagull to the resort... But it's tough so, because it is it is hard winds and a thunderstorm starts while they're flying on the way. They just got brutal animals and now they're seagulls. They gotta get there. Flapping in a, uh, but it's in hard a because it's it's a very gusty. It's starting to storm like hardcore storm. Yep. Uh, and so they're like, well, we need to swim the rest of the way. Then we'll never get there in time. So they land in the water in a very violent ocean. Um, and um, they have to demorph to human first. So that's gonna be like fuck. This is like 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 typhoon hurricane type shit. Like. So Cassie's like, I'll go first, and then I can help everyone else once I'm dolphin. And she starts morphing, she goes as human, and then Rachel, like, sees her, like, go under and be unable to, like, come back up as she's human. And so she's like, oh my god, she's drowning. And Jake is like, don't do anything dumb. Like, it's good. She'll pull it out. And then Rachel's like, no, fuck this, fuck you, and starts to demorph. And then Rachel starts to drown. And then Cassie bumps up to her as a dolphin and is like hey i got you don't worry like we're good and like lifts her up and she's okay and then she morphs dolphin and then everybody does it kind of one at a time they all have, and then tobias goes last because he has to morph to hawk and then dolphin so they have like he has like five dolphins like holding him up <laughs> as he's a hawk wow um, so everyone's dolphin now and they're about 10 minutes behind the schedule that they had planned for says axe um They get closer to the resort. They notice a submarine, like, offshore, like, pretty close. Uh, They notice patrol boats going all around, which they can dodge pretty easily. They're dolphins, but, like, yeah. And it's very stormy, so. um, Sure. They get close into the shore, but not, like, on the shore. Then they start demorphing, and then they morph again, 
into the morphs that they needed to get, which in this so case... Many, so many morphs, David. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yes, so many and they morphs. haven't even morphed slept at all, so they're tired already. Like Super tired. So, uh, Tobias, Axe, Cassie, and Rachel all morph into African bull elephants. Oh, jeez Louise. Yeah, they can run. Yeah, that's a small, that's a crash of elephants. That's a, that's a small traffic jam. Jake and Marco morph into rhinos. Also huge, also huge. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Uh, the plan is to just run up the beach and wreck those little private cottages and bungalows that all the world leaders are staying in. If we just fucking flatten that shit, they're going to cancel this event, and all the world leaders are going to go home. percent <laughs> They will not stay in inside accommodations. They will not stay at a Radisson Inn after this. They can stay in one place and one place only. Beach bungalows. Yeah. Uh, so they charge up the beach. It is dark and very stormy. There are some security people scattered around. Some of them start shooting. Rachel and Marco, like, plow into one of the, the cottages. Excuse me. Hold on. I have to get my cat off the... Fucking, he's jumped, he jumped up on a thing he never jumps up on, and now he's fucking with shit. David's cat ruined it. So they plow into one of these cottages, and they, like, knock down a wall, or, like, get in there, right? Big hole in the wall, hole through the door. Uh, there's some, like, foreign head of state in his easy chair in this room, like, drinking. And yeah, Rachel's like, weird. he was clearly drunk. He, like, didn't, <laughs> like... Wow, he didn't like freak out. He stayed in his chair. A bunch of guys with guns kind of like came in and pointed guns at these animals. And the guy, the the foreign head of state, like said in some foreign language something that clearly was like, don't shoot. Because they like lowered their guns. And then apparently this guy like looked up at Rachel, the elephant, and just did kind of like a after you sort of gesture yeah. to like the hole in the wall. So they left, and then they heard this guy just, like, laughing uproariously to himself as <laughs> as they left. They're running through different houses. You hear one guy's like, suck it up, and then one yeah. guy's like, oh, no, and then you hear another guy, and he's like, wee, wee. You're they hearing clashed. all the... Yeah, yeah, all over the place. They crash through some more places. Rachel, like, busts in through one wall and then gets, like, shot a couple times, like, in the face. And it's like, ah, and, like, staggers back and sees that that was the one that the president was in. And they are, shoot first, ask questions later, like, on this one. America, number one at shooting first and never asking questions. A a helicopter comes overhead and people start rappelling down with bigger guns. And Jake is like, all right, it is time to bail. So they all run back to uh, the water. Uh, and Rachel sees Visser 3's human morph, where he's morphed the, that chief of protocol, Tony. <laughs> the yeah, guy, fuck uh, it, uh, Tony. Slash, slash shoe, man. Um, and uh, she, like, thought speaks to him of, like, well, I guess this banquet is canceled, eh, Visser 3? And he's like, oh, I'll get you, like, kind of shit. <laughs> uh, uh, and they rush into the water, demorph and morph dolphin. Now, David, how many Russians are in the water? Are they from the delegation? <laughs> I want to know. So the kids are there and the Ruskies are there. Yeah. What would happen? Spetsnaz, special forces. Uh... <laughs> we are here to help you on the morphs. Uh, so um, they demorph, they morph into dolphin. They start swimming away and like echolocating as they do. And they see um, a killer whale kind of in the distance. And they're like, ooh, natural predator to the dolphin. Like, we want to avoid that. And it's swimming towards them. And Cassie remarks, odd, they normally hunt in packs. That's my, that's that's our murder boy. That's murder boy David. So they try to lose it, like, under a patrol boat, like, using the propellers to, like, throw it off its echolocation. And, like, they don't, they wouldn't go towards boats. Like, that's, that's cool. 
and it still comes to them, uh, and then it thought speaks to them, and it is David, and he's like, ooh, five little dolphins versus me, easy town, no problem, and it's become he clear. He says easy town, no problem? <laughs> Basically. Uh, oh. If this was me, then yes. Yeah, okay, uh, so, okay. So what that means is they have noticed that he did not count them. And didn't notice There are the six. six of them. So he's like, he still yeah. thinks Tobias is dead. So Tobias, you can, and Axe is like, actually, it doesn't matter which one of us he doesn't see. He just knows that there are five of us. Does right. anyone have a morph that can beat his? And Cassie uh, is like... As a shark. Uh, well, uh, you, think, you think a hammerhead shark could beat a killer whale? No, but maybe... Uh, uh, he also has a tiger shark. Axe has a tiger shark. But Cassie is like, I do. I have a morph. And so she falls back. And they're like, okay, everyone else, keep them busy. And so they have, like, a big water fight. Yeah, swishing do, around. Do, 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 do. Yeah, they're doing all the cool stuff. <laughs> uh, ba, 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 ba. Everyone else keeps them busy. He chases Rachel uh, for a while, um, like, in particular. Like, they kind of have a, a back and forth. And David mentions in open thought speak how Rachel threatened his parents. Mm, yeah. Um, and they're she's going like, through, they're going through kelp gardens. Yeah, and she's and she's like, you liar! I never said that. And he's like, yes, you did. And she can tell that he sounds like he's telling the truth, and she clearly sounds like she's lying. You know, ooh, the the prey becomes the hunter. So like, she basically is like, now everyone knows I've threatened his parents, and I'm this monster. Nobody says anything about it. No, no one says anything about that. We're in the middle of a right fucking now. fight. Yeah. Big C fight, Rachel, the, what I have in my notes is, Rachel does cool shit, but eventually is about to get chomped. Okay, so, okay, so she, like, hits him a couple times. She gets times. him, but, like, also gets got. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, right as he's about to get chomped, a humpback whale Cassie shows up. Boom! David runs, uh, and it's kind of funny, because uh, she says, If David had known much about whales... He'd have known that the humpback was almost powerless against him. It had no teeth, just baleen. But I guess there's something about seeing a creature the size of a house coming after you that makes you want to leave the area. <laughs> David left, but not before calling back to me. Later, Rachel, there'll be another time. All right. Uh, so, everyone goes home. We have stopped the, the world leader's plot. <laughs> with, with the, the most blood force plan possible. <laughs> no, those kids are going to make that Bush Gardens place go bankrupt. The town is going to sue them to oblivion when they're, they're like, their insurance is never going to cover all of this, David. <laughs> There's no way. So uh, everyone goes home. Rachel goes home and she passes the fuck out. Yep. She is woken in the morning by her sister, um, her little sister who says that it look and she hears like talking downstairs a bunch a bunch of like voices and she says Sadler their cousin it looks like is probably not going to make it oh no Sadler and Rachel at first she's like fucking still so tired did not get enough sleep yet still just got some sleep and it's like oh that's too bad and the sister's like that's it that's all you have it's like that's too bad and then Rachel realizes her sister is here for comfort like she is scared and worried and sad and doesn't know how to feel she's like she, nine and doesn't know how to feel her, about she opens up her sheet she goes come get him come get yeah him. she does actually and she holds she her. sits up and she says come here and she like pats the bed and she's the whole thing because the sister's like he was just a kid riding his bike and suddenly his life is over like that's not fair yeah. and like and she kind of goes through the, they have this like kind of touching conversation where she's kind of like i feel bad because i like the guy who was driving the 
truck says that he just shot out into the street so it's like part of me wants to say well it's his fault but then that doesn't seem right and i don't want to and i and part of me is like well i would never do that so i'm not gonna die and rachel's like all of this is normal like you're what you're feeling is like natural you have to kind of like make excuses for yourself to not kind of constantly know anything can happen to me at any time. It's a crazy then, chaotic yeah, then world. Then she says some cryptic stuff like, listen, sometimes your friends die and you just have to deal with that. Okay? <laughs> her sister feels better. Her sister leaves. Rachel's like, I guess I got to get up because we're going to the hospital. Like, you know, we're going to Jake's house in the hospital or whatever. Um, so go, she goes to the bathroom to like splash water on her face and she's going to get ready to take a shower. But then before she does, she hears David thought speak to her. You fuck, you're watching me pee-pee. He's been listening. Uh, so he says, like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, oh, you have to make excuses to make yourself feel better. Like, like totally. And she, like, looks around and she cannot see where he is. And she's like, he could literally be on me, like, as a He's, flea or something. Yep, yep. Um, and um, so then, essentially, what he's here to t- She's like, what do you want? And he's like, oh, I'm here to give you a message. And that message is, I know where you live. I know where your know family, where family lives. lives. And she's like, leave my family out of this. And he's like, oh, it's not so cool, is it? Like, that kind of shit. Um, <laughs> uh, he indirectly threatens the family, demands the box again, and then he leaves, she thinks. He stops. He, stops. He's, like, he's like, all right. Okay, Literally, the I'll, last see, thing he I'll says, see you later. The last thing he says before he, like, stops thought speaking is, great, well, after demanding the box is, hey, enjoy your shower. Oh. And then and then doesn't stop and she's like, okay, well that morning I decided to skip my shower, and I was not comfortable doing anything until two hours had passed, and there would be no possible way for him to still be there and more, <laughs> you know. So, so they go to the hospital. She's very stinky. well. First she goes to Jake's house. Oh, okay. Everyone's all the families are kind of meeting at Jake's house. That's where the parents are staying. And she so goes upstairs and has to take a shower. Uh, Jake Jake comes and sees her at the door. And she, like, grabs Jake and pulls him outside and, like, confronts him um, uh, about, like, what David said about threatening his parents and asks why uh, why Jake sent acts for her specifically. Right. Like, all these kind of feelings that she's been bubbling up. Um, he says, well, I wanted firepower. And uh, then they don't get to finish the conversation fully because Jake's dad comes out and is like, oh, Rachel, good, you're here. You can go in the van with us. We're all headed together for, like, you know, last moments and they're gonna thoughts they're gonna thoughts they can't thoughts speak in human morph uh, they have to just sit in the car in silence and pretend to be normal kids bored in the car uh, on the way to see sh- their cousin die they should bring game boys game boys are great they should you can play game tetris boys. but would you it feel weird tetris. to play game boy on the way to see your cousin die i don't know i played game boy to many of my grandparents funerals sure, that sure, is how sure. i coped with it yeah we all I, cope I differently you. david the red and stippy game boy game <laughs> Did you have that game too? I uh, had a bunch of friends who had it, so I borrowed it all the time. I had the space one. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly that one. Bro, that first level is Uh, awful. It is so bad. Our friendship just took another level. Uh. (laughs) Yo, that game, it was so promising. The artwork, but then the game was It looked great, and it was terrible to play, and I borrowed it all the time from my friends because I wasn't allowed to have it, so it seemed like gold, you know? And then you play, then you go play Mario in the six golden rings and you're like, this is why Mario is Six golden coins, but great. Great. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love that game. I did have that game. So good. We should tell the story of that game. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, All right. Um, So they get to the hospital, um, everyone expecting the worst, and there is like a great hubbub all around um, Sadler's bed. Uh, And it turns out, it looks like there's been a miracle. Oh, no. His heart had stopped. This is the doctor saying, his heart had stopped. 
They were in the elevator on the way to the operating room. The elevator stopped. The nurse and doctor inside were somehow knocked out. Oh my god. Oh when my they god. woke up, oh my god. Oh they my god. continued to the operating room, wherein David sat up, said, or not David. Uh, you uh, gave it away! Wherein Sadler, it's literally two seconds from now. It's gonna, Sadler sat up, said hello, and had no injuries whatsoever. He's just like that movie Orphan where the little girl is not a little girl. Rachel sees that Jake is furious and he's like, fucking David. Holy shit. Hello, cousins. And then, you seem distressed to and see Jake me recalls, alive. Jake recalls when he told the whole group about Sadler in the barn in the last book, he remembers seeing David's eyes. Like he said, he said, David said the right things of like, oh, that's so bad or whatever. But he saw David's eyes light up like, quote, like he had just won the lottery. Bing, yep. bing, boom, Idea, boom, idea happened. Boom. So Rachel says... What could his family even possibly suspect him of? Being a morph? Obviously not. Then something awful occurred to me. Sadler? Where's Sadler? The real one? Jake looked grim. Uh, I I guess we'll have to ask David, won't we? Dead in a garbage can somewhere? I looked at Sadler. There was a momentary gap in the gaggle around him. He saw us. We saw him. His look was pure triumph. Then the wall of people closed around him again. I was not even slightly surprised when, an hour later, Sadler said he had to go to the bathroom by himself. He was fine, perfectly fine. Everyone should stop worrying. He passed deliberately by Jake and me. Cousin Jake, Cousin Rachel, I'm glad you're here. Really, really glad. For a brief moment, no one else was was within hearing. You won't get away with this, I said. I won't? I already have. And what are you two going to do? The real Sadler was toast. Now those nice people have their son back. So what are you going to do about it? He started to walk away and then turned back as if he had some funny secret to impart. I'll take the blue box, cousins. Bring it to me. You have 24 hours starting now. Or Sadler dies. Like, I mean, like, like, listen, he is Sadler. But I mean, he like... probably is. I'm going to say he's probably dead now. If his heart stopped and then he no, no, no. didn't get to the operating room. I know. Yeah, yeah. But oh. when he stops being Sadler, yeah, then he Sadler is, is in dead. fact yeah. killing it to the parents. The parents Again, like they get David, the miracle. The emotional them. roller coaster they're on is awful. So Jake is like, okay, we need to plan right now. And she's like, why? And he's like, because we know exactly where he is and he's not listening to us right this moment. And after that, we don't know whether or not he's hearing what we're saying. She goes, my plan, morph into a bear, rip off his head, make all these people sad. Jake, she's like, great, okay. And then Jake goes, so, do you have any ideas? And she then confronts him of like, why are you asking me, huh? Like, I'm. what am I going to just be like, let's kill the guy? Uh, and then we get to have this, they get to have it out. You think killing him is going to be easy town for me? It's not easy town, okay? You never answered me before, Jake. I want to know. When David left the cafeteria and I started after him and Cassie said no and you said let me go, what exactly did you think I would do or say to David? Jake nodded. Oh, that's what this is about. Yeah, oh, that's what this is about. What did you expect me to do to David? Did you think I was going to kill him? Did you? Is that why you had let me go after him? Is that why you sent Axe for me because you think I'm some kind of violent nut that you can call in whenever you need some dirty work done? Look, Rachel, every one of us has their strengths and weaknesses. And my strength is being some kind of crazy killer, I practically shrieked. I didn't say that. You did not say it. Okay, fine, Rachel. You want to do this? 
Fine. I think you're the bravest member of the group. I think in a bad fight, I'd rather have you with me than anyone else. But yeah, Rachel, I think there's something pretty dark, da pretty dark down inside you. I think you're the only one of us who would be disappointed if this all ended tomorrow. Cassie hates all this. Marco has personal reasons for being in this war. Axe just wants to go home and fight the Yerks with his own people. Tobias, who knows what Tobias wants anymore. But you, Rachel, you love it. And that's what makes you so brave. And that's what makes you so dangerous to the Yerks. I let his words blow past me. I'd heard them. I'd feel them later, but I didn't want to feel them right then. You did think I'd go kill David the other day. My God. No, I thought you'd scare him. I thought you'd say the things it took to scare him. And I thought you'd say whatever you had to. And I thought that any of us, uh, that of any of us, David would be most likely to fear you. Uh, I worry about you, Rachel, more than any of us, more than any of the others except Tobias. I feel like this war is to you like booze is to an alcoholic. Like, I don't know what will happen to you if it all ends someday. What are you going to do? Go back to being the world's greatest shopper? Go back to gymnastics and getting good grades? I laughed harshly. You worry about me? What do you think you're going to do? Jake, you're a leader now. You make life and death decisions all the time. You've learned to do that. And I added bitterly, you've learned to use people. You use them for their strengths and their weaknesses. Worry about me? Like when all of this is over, you'll go back to being a mediocre basketball player and a decent student? You're not even in high school yet, and you're the most wanted person in the Yurk Empire. Visser 3 would trade his blade ship for your head on a stick. Uh... They both fell silent for a while, and then David comes back out and goes back to the family, remorphed as Sadler. Then they kind of, like, have a, a final uh, conversation. I'm not going to lose it, Jake, I said, staring down at the polished linoleum. Maybe you're right. Maybe I do kind of get off on it all, but I still know where the line is, and I won't cross it. I'm not some kind of nut, and I know what I'm doing. Jake nodded. I know you do, but everyone draws their own line. Cassie's is in one place. Marco's is another. Yours is another. Mine, he made a failed attempt at a smile. For example, see, I used to think that my line was drawn at using my friend, my cousin, to do my dirty work. So I guess that turned out to not be true. Sorry, Rachel. I have no idea why I did what happened next, because I'm not really that kind of person, but I hugged Jake and he hugged me back. And then he whispered in my ear, okay, now let's figure out how to take this creep down. And I said, you know it, cousin. There we go. They did it. They, they, That's some yeah, heavy shit to talk to each other about. <laughs> yeah, and it's Jake asking her why Rachel hasn't changed. Mm. And Rachel asking Jake, why haven't you been changed by all of this? Uh, and she's um, even like, Jake, you're changed too. Like, there's this has changed all of us, so like, I'm not the right. only monster now, right? Well, and, and, and she is taking... Uh, she is an intergalactic space warrior. Yep. She, you know what I mean? Like, regardless of what her life was, when this became true, and she's had all of these experiences, when she thinks where she's going to be, it will not be on this planet. Yeah, I'm not going to be working the, you know, the no, kiosk at Starbucks. Like, no, you know, this, like, this fight, she, I don't know. She could very not to well go anyone with... who works as a barista at Starbucks. Correct, obviously. correct. You're good people. Thank <laughs> you for. I always, I always am kind to them. But no, she's going to leave this place, and I think Jake needs to think about himself. Like, right? Yeah. This is a life changing thing. It's very difficult to be like, oh, you work in middle management at the Hertz rental car company after this childhood yeah. experience. Yeah. So, 
Listen, she's still deeply flawed and has a black flag inside of her, and I don't know where that comes from. Also, don't forget, and we may have changed things, but we've gone through time before because of the Elemist yes. to the future where Earth had been taken over by the Yurks and saw that Rachel was a high-ranking Yurk under Visser, well, 3, who was then Visser 1. But, like, Rachel was there in the future that way. Now, did we change that future? Maybe. Yeah, but it speaks to but it speaks to her that even that she will survive. Uh-huh. Regardless of what happens, She's a Rachel's survivor. gonna get there. Absolutely. I am a survivor. I am gonna win you, David. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Okay, right. so what are they gonna do about uh Chauncey? Cut to Sadler. 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 Sadler, who is now David. Or yeah, David, d- who is now Sadler sometimes. Uh cut to meeting in the barn. Okay. Okay, everyone is talking about how they're beat. How I'm gonna they... call him. Da- I'm gonna call him Dadler. Continue. Okay, how they can't just take Sadler away from Jake's aunt and uncle now. They can't kill Sadler. They can't do again. that. They can't take him away from his parents again. And they live in another town. So what if we just let him, let go, him go? And he's out of our hair. Uh, so the best option, says Jake, is to. Tell him where we hid the box. And just, I guess, let him have it. Okay then, Jake said. Here's what I propose to do. I'm going to tell David where he can find the box. One of us will go with him. He'll probably want that anyway, so he can be sure it's not a trap. He'll probably ask for Cassie. She has the least trouble with him. Speaking of which, Cassie, you're the only one who knows where the blue box is hidden. Not to be egotistical or anything, but where I hid it, no one would ever find it. For one thing, I had Axe disassemble it. Say what? Marco asked. It breaks down? Of course, Axe said a little snippily. It has component parts. Cassie asked me to reduce it to smaller components so that she could hide each piece separately. And so that I could carry the parts in morph, Cassie said. Rachel and I... Wait a minute. Oh, that's why she's got to become a rat to go to the junkyard. And so that I could carry the parts in morph, Cassie said. Rachel and I... Wait a minute. Rachel knows where it's hidden too? Jake asked, frowning. Cassie looked embarrassed. I kind of was scared to hide it where I hid it and not have someone with me. I mean, we had to do rat morphs to get there. And Cassie and Rachel have both done rat morphs before when Cassie had to do her makeup science homework after school one day. Oh, back when things Way were back easier. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we had to do rat morphs to get there. And it took several trips because I could only carry small components one at a time. Jake laughed. I should have known if I told you to hide something really well, it'd be hidden where no one would ever find it. Oh, it's hidden all right. Piece by piece, I affirmed. So Sadler... Dadler, thank you, is staying in Jake's room currently because his family was staying at Jake's house. So Jake is like, I love all of your video games, cousin Jake. Boy, are they fun! Um, So Jake is going to contact him and bring him a rat so that he can partake in this and like offer offer this deal. Uh, While Jake goes to contact David, the rest prepare. Do, 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 do. They go and prepare at the junkyard, right? They're going to set a trap. There's going to be a trap. You're sure David was in the barn? I asked Tobias for about the 10th time. I can't swear he was in the barn, Tobias said. All I can swear is that a golden eagle left Jake's house. It flew here. It landed behind the old tool shed of Cassie's. David emerged from the golden eagle, and then he remorphed to a rattlesnake and was last seen sidewinding toward the barn. Rattlesnake, Marco said. Interesting choice. <laughs> Uh, so everyone is nervously chatting as they're, like, preparing. They're, and, and we don't see as an audience, like, what exactly they're doing, but they're, like, working. Manual, wherever, right. in this place. 
with what they're doing. And they're like kind of nervously chatting. Um, uh, and, and Rachel kind of makes the comment to us that they're like kind of trying to keep preoccupied because they don't want to think about what they're doing. But this plan had better work. Otherwise, they'll all have to become killers. Yep. So David chose a public place for the meat, a Taco Bell. Oh, they're going to try to keep him in Sadler's body for more than two hours, so he's stuck in Sadler! So David chose a public place for the meat, uh, a Taco Bell. It is evening time. Everyone in the Animorphs team, except Tobias, obviously. Is uh, slowly uh, eating Gordita crunches, very quietly. They're in separate places. So, like, Cassie and Marco are at one table. Axe and Rachel are at another. And she's like, I would have been, like, more nervous, but, like... And I might have even been a little hungry, but watching Axe eat, like... A thing of beans and uh, burritos and stuff was just like gross. And Jake is like loitering up by the counter. Uh, so everyone, part of the deal that David said is everyone has to be visible. Um, uh, but all in, and so they're all in different places. David enters and sits down across from Rachel, uh, and uh, like says to Axe, like, "Hey, beat it. This is a humans only table, like kind of thing." Um, and so then they, uh, oh, and demands. Sorry, he so he sits at the table and demands that Rachel be the one to lead him to it, not Cassie. So okay, already a, already a different part of the plan. David lead forward. Suddenly, all business. Okay, here's the deal. Rachel takes me to the box, and all of you will follow, staying back at least a thousand feet. You want us to follow you? Jake asked incredulously. Of course. How else would I know where you all are? Jake made a show of looking confused. Rachel will lead me to the blue box. You will each be there, right where I can see you, out of morph. Then Rachel and I will go in, get the box, and we will all say a tearful farewell. You go on fighting the Yerks. I go get rich. Jake nodded. Uh, but I said, he can't, uh, I can't go in there with him. I don't trust him. He could, Rachel, Jake said, dripping disgust. You know, I always thought you, there was a coward hiding deep down inside all that tough talk of yours. Just do it. You want to remain an anamorph? You'll follow orders. I nodded, meek and afraid. David searched my face through Sadler's eyes. Was he suspicious? Had I overplayed my part? Then he reached across me and smeared the refried beans down the sleeve of my shirt and laughed. So I did something I don't do much. I started to cry. Mm, yeah. Right. Ugh. Um, so Rachel uh, is told to morph to Seagull, and David morphs to Golden Eagle. Yeah, his 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 bad guy morph. And leads him to the construction site, where yeah. this all began, and where David found the box, and uh-huh. where all of this makes sense. And David even goes, "Ah, oh, that makes sense. Put it back where it all started. Okay, yeah. Who would look here? Like that kind of stuff." Um, so he makes Rachel stay morphed while he demorphs, and then she demorphs, and then she morphs Rat. Um, and he kind of taunts her at this point of, like, you know, I would have invited you to, like, come with me, and we could have, like, had fun, like, being our own people and whatever, but, you know, stuff like that. Um, gross. You're a gross kid, Dadler. He then morphs Rattlesnake and coils around Rat her. Yeah. And tells everyone else to come down, because they had all followed as seagulls. So they all follow and come land down, uh, and makes them all demorph and then morph cockroach, or he will bite Rachel. Um, and then he demorphs to human, picks up a Pepsi bottle that he finds lying around, unscrews the cat, picks up the cockroaches, puts them in the bottle, and screws the cat. Oof, okay, so they're trapped inside. And they're all like, what the hell is happening? He's like, it's so that you can't morph out. What, am I going to, like, morph into a rat while you're all standing around as people? Like, right. nope. As long as everything goes according to plan, we'll come back out, and I will open the bottle, and you can get out. 
But he doesn't know that Tobias is still alive. <laughs> so it's time to go get the box. And David is super fucking cocky at this point. Uh, Rachel kind of gets him talking as she leads him through like these pipes and tunnels to the pieces. I always knew I was going to accomplish great things in my life. But now I'm going to accomplish everything I've ever wanted. Um, so Rachel says to him, aren't you afraid that once you give, oh, cause he kind of says like, he's going to like form his own gang of Animorphs at this point. Um, An like, evil like, legion of doom. I said you that. You did say it. He just, he just hadn't thought of that yet. Okay. 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 They always lead. It always leads to a legion of doom. Uh, so she says, aren't you afraid that once you give someone morphing power, they'll turn out to be, uh, you know, whatever you did to us. Uh, uh, David laughed. You don't think I already thought of that? You guys made a big mistake. You got me. See, I was smarter than any of you. That's why you lost. I'll be more careful. I'll only choose the kind of guys who are too dumb to do anything except obey me. I rolled my little rat eyes. This guy's ego just kept growing. Um, Classic David. That's how <laughs> Yeah, you know I me. Know. Full of ego. Full of uh, ego. <laughs> I'm just nothing but pure confidence, let me tell you. Lego my ego, please. <laughs> Oh, me? No. No insecurities for me, thank you. <laughs> I headed down the second pipe. Now my heart was really pounding. So hard, I thought David might hear it and begin to suspect. But no, I had carefully fed his bloated ego. I had played the role of the beaten down, humiliated girl. His guard was down. He'd killed Tobias. He had my friends trapped. What was there to be afraid of? Everything ready? I called in private thought speak. Everything is ready, Cassie answered in a tortured voice. May I be forgiven for what I'm about to do. That's what she said. That's what Cassie said. That's what she said. Yes, that is what she, Cassie said. Okay. <laughs> they make it into a small, like, little chamber. It, like, opens out into, like, a like a one-foot square. Like, small little chamber. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, looking. a suddenly a fresh air smell in there. Like, you're not underground anymore or, like, in a pipe. And yep. when Rachel gets in there, she's like, oh, fuck. Like, his nose is as sensitive as mine. He'll probably notice that change. And he, like... He's like, oh, there's like a, it smells different in here. And she's like, yeah, it does. And then David, like, she kind of like basically sees like these wheels turning and he kind of like clicks and he's like, this is a trick. Um, so he like kind of scurries to go back towards the entrance to this chamber and Rachel kind of like body blocks him. And so they kind of like square off his rats and they have like a little rat fight with like yeah. claws and shit. Just um, like, just like Master Splinter did to that fucker Shredder. Yeah. Uh, and then, so Rachel, like, turns and tries to leave out the, like, entrance, and he, like, grabs onto her tail and, like, stops her. Um, and so Rachel, and he kind of, like, thoughts, he's like, ha, 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 you're, like, you're not going anywhere. So Rachel turns, like, and she's like, I turned like he expected me to. Bite the tail off? And I bit my own tail off. She doesn't, she is a warrior princess. Yeah, she cuts that tail off with a knife and gets out of there. He flies back. She jumps through and yells, now, just as a steel door slams shut behind her. She says it even would have caught her tail if she still had it. Yay, that was a good thing. Suddenly, there was light everywhere. A flashlight shone right on my face. I blinked like a miner coming up after a day digging coal. <laughs> hey, you want to point that somewhere else, I grumped. In the light of two wavering flashlights, everything could be seen. The way the ground above the pipe had been dug up, bearing the pipe. The way the pipe had been cut, and the steel box had been affixed to the pipe end. Not to mention the sliding door that turned the box into a cage, a trap. The top of the box hinged up, but there was a strong wire grid to keep David inside, and there he was, a rat. He blinked up at the faces around him, Jake, Cassie, Marco, Axe, and my face, as I quickly demorphed. 
Uh, no way. How did you get out of that bottle? He demanded. That's when Tobias swooped down from the dark sky and landed atop the cage. <coughs> but you're dead, Tobias supplied. No, you killed some poor Redtail who was minding his own business. I broke the Pepsi bottle, the bottle we deliberately left where you could be inspired to use it. Um, he then is revealed that the piece of blue box that they had gotten, like, because well, they had, like, gotten a piece or two of the box and, like, were pushing it, he then sees that it was a Lego brick. Oh, wah, no! Was it uh, even the real box anyway? Okay, okay, David said with a laugh. Okay, so you guys won. That's cool. I can accept that. Fine. I'll go on, on my own way now. No one said anything. Look, I'm serious, all right? Jake, you're the man, okay? I looked at Jake. He looked like he hated being alive. I turned my gaze to Marco. He was carefully staring into empty space. Cassie was crying. David hadn't asked who the mastermind of the plan was. Who it was who had so accurately appraised his emotions, his need to build his ego, the fact that he would choose me to be his companion. Cassie, of course. Cassie had worked it out, step by step, after Jake and I had failed to come up with anything. For Cassie, it was an improvement over the alternatives. See, no one was going to have to die. But David's life would end just the same, and so would, quote-unquote, Sadler's. Eventually, they would find the real Sadler's body, and then they would know that, at least for them, there was no such thing as a miracle. No, mm. David whispered as the truth began to dawn on him. No, no, no. Yo, this is, they, they just put the bricks, they just put them like in it's, Edgar Allan Poe brick, they just put them in a brick room right now. Yo, it's, uh... It's about to get fucked up. We're getting dark. Uh... <laughs> You tried to kill us, Jake said. You threatened to turn us over to Visser 3, not to mention what you've done to Sadler's family. You can't judge me, David cried. You're not God. David, we have fought the Yerks for a long time now. It seems like forever, Jake said wearily. We are not going to let you beat us. We are going to save the human race if we can. There are larger issues, more important... Jake looked at Cassie helplessly. He shrugged and made a face like he couldn't stand hearing himself talk. We're doing to you what you were trying to do to us, I said. Law of the jungle, eat or be eaten. I looked at the others. No need for all of us to hang around here. It looks too obvious. It's bad security. I can handle this. I will stay to keep track of the time, Axe said. I nodded. You don't have to do this, Rachel, Jake said. Everyone is in on this. We all made this choice. Yeah, but it won't bother me. It'll bother you guys. Of course Jake didn't believe me. Neither did Cassie or Tobias. Maybe Marco did. I don't know. No one made a move to leave. Look, get out of here, I roared. Get out of here. You're just drawing attention. What if someone comes by? Get out of here. Jake nodded. Yeah, was all he said. Jake's a good leader. He knows when to use us. He knows when to protect us. And he knew he had to protect as many of his people as he could from what was going to happen. And then I will read this and we will be done. Yo, the fact that Rachel has now had that conversation and is like, oh, this doesn't bother this me This is my role now yeah. in the team. Yeah, listen, you gotta I'll have take, I'll take the scars you guys can't handle. You gotta have an executioner. <laughs> you need a Wolverine, gonna, right? She's gonna run the clock out. Bro, you gotta have a Wolverine. X-Men needs an X-Force. Yep. It took two hours for David to become a Nothlet, a person trapped in Morph. Two hours. But that two hours of horror will last forever in my mind. If I live a hundred years, I will still hear his cries, his threats, his pleading each night before sleep takes me. And beyond Jesus sleep, Christ. in my dreams. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Once we were sure he was trapped, Axe and I morphed. 
I morphed into Bald Eagle, Axe into Harrier. We took turns carrying the helpless rat out across the beach, across the breaking surf, out to the tiny, desolate rock a mile or more from the shore. There were other rats there. Guess there had to be a food supply, but the rocks and the waves kept humans away from the place. We left him there, and we flew away. <laughs> Rachel, Axe said. Yeah, I think... I think I will never want to speak of this again. I didn't answer. I was still listening to the thought-speak cries that followed us for so long. The long and wailing, No! At last, the cries were left behind us. We flew over the Marriott Resort where the summit meeting had taken place. It still looked pretty bad. There were repair crews everywhere. No sign of the world leaders. Maybe they decided to take the meeting somewhere else. I can't even imagine what they made of the whole thing. Hard to explain being attacked by elephants and rhinoceroses here in... Well, never mind where here is. Oh! <laughs> so we know it's somewhere you wouldn't normally find elephants and rhinoceroses. Yeah, yeah I feel you. Uh, something kind of snapped in me after that. I didn't suddenly become all soft and mushy or anything. I didn't turn into a wimp. But somehow the joy I'd gotten from combat, the thrill I'd gotten from battle against impossible odds, well, I guess maybe I grew up a little. We never heard from David again. Not directly, at least. But months later, I heard some kid at school talking about the rock. It was haunted, he said. He and his family had passed close by on a boat, and he swears he heard a faint, ragged voice crying, No, no. The end. Oof. <laughs> I kept thinking, what is worse? Yeah. Being trapped as a human in a jail cell like the Count of Monte Cristo. Sure. Or to be trapped in a rat body mm. on, a ra on a rat island. Probably rat body. It's well, I mean, Count of Monte Cristo is like you're tortured all the time and you're starving. And it's like Count of Monte Cristo level dungeon is also basically a human who lives as a rat, right? Right, but like, like the first night they go find the rotting corpse of a seagull and all the rats are eating it. And he and has, he has to, like... to eat it to survive. Yo... Yeah, when a, wow. when a fucking sea lion washes up onto the rock or something. Listen, David Yo. tried to use his powers for selfishness. Yep. And the kids, who are not children anymore, no. I actually... But we did confirm that they are not yet in high school. They are not in high school. Uh, but they are no longer children. Um, that they view themselves as galactic warriors they have I mean, to what you know what i mean like yeah i mean the only way to rationalize these things is in terms of war of life and death you know what i mean of yep. the invading body and stuff like that uh i don't feel like things have been i don't feel like things have necessarily been ratcheted up but this feels it like it was a particularly grueling and heavy like chunk of time yeah. And to the point where, like, man, I have been waiting to tell you this trilogy, like, like, <laughs> like since we started doing Animorphs, just being like, oh my god, every time, like, in the books before these, when you were like, we need a new team member, I've, I, I'm I literally, like, I don't know, five or six episodes ago, I think, you were like, we need a new kid on the team, and I literally was like, I want to tell you something, but I can't, so all I'll say is be careful what you wish for. <laughs> uh, I'm sad that they didn't turn real Sadler into an Animorph he's to dead, have bro. like, yeah, he's dead, dead, which is really sad. Uh, I did call the, the Sadler thing, but I didn't think, uh, I didn't know that they, how they were going to trap They're gonna him. They're going to trap him in a rat, not in a person. Oh yeah. boy. Because as yeah, a person, so, he can still be dangerous. He can still talk to people. He can still, right. 
And the poetic justice of the rat being a rat as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, I don't have a ton of lessons. I was, I was trying to be <laughs> in this in the, one in as much moment. as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Here are the ones I have. Lessons. Don't get into a murder mindset. Okay. Listen. That's good. Yeah. Take once a, take a start, minute to breathe. Once you start seeing red and you got murder on your mind, it is difficult to get out of that. It's like road rage. Listen. It is I a line that once crossed cannot be uncrossed. Breathe. Take a second. It's not worth it. Get murder off your mind. Great. Like it. Uh, second lesson. Be careful with murder vibes. Like, listen, once murder's on your mind, but don't be channeling those vibes, okay? Let the murder get away from you. Uh, I've got one that is, so normally we have a rule on this podcast. Oh. No, no body, no corpse. No, but, oh, that's Now, in very this true. case, we were fooled. We had body. Yeah, but it was a fake body. No corpse. <laughs> yes, right, body. Right. No corpse. But the, yeah, great. That's very true. That's yes, very body, true. no corpse. Uh, I learned from this episode, you got to keep an ace up your sleeve. Now, mm-hmm. that is if you're cheating in poker. But whatever you feel is that trump card. Keep your advantage. Keep it- Keep yep. your advantage, right? Like in a in any if you're doing any sort of strategy tactical thing, don't let your opponent know things they don't know already. If Absolutely. you can avoid it, right? So Jake keeping up the like, oh yeah, there's only five of us, Tobias is dead, like keeping that up throughout this book is what let the, them succeed like having right. that small little like you said the ace up your sleeve yep whales are fucking amazing yes god whales are cool yes. they're so crazy just think about those underwater sea behemoths those colossal minions that live in the ocean and killer whales are, are called such for a reason for a reason listen I know you think they're cutie boys. They will kill you. He even says David when he's the when he's the um, the the killer whale at that point. He's like, "I'm free Willy, and free Willy's hungry." Yeah. And then I think when Cassie shows up as the humpback whale, she's like, "Hello, free Willy. I'm Moby Cassie." Like, yeah. <laughs> and like shows up. You know. Uh, I wrote, "Be careful of fake family members." AKA, you gotta have a safe word with your family members mm. if you love them and you want them in your life. They should just have a safe word or something that you can whisper to each other so that you know that they're part of the team. If at first your if here's one. If if at first your your fancy, um, complicated, clever plan does not work, sometimes you just gotta go balls to the wall and knock that shit down. Balls to the wall, David. I totally agree with you. Uh, and my last lesson is that evil always leads to a legion of doom. You just want to have people <laughs> around you. If you become an evil guy, you're going to look for evil. It like always leads like, to a legion man. of doom. Like I guess so. Like. I guess so. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Lots of stuff. So I, I I hope that the kids get a long weekend. I hope they get <laughs> Monday off for Easter. I hope they uh, celebrate Orthodox Easter so they get another day. But, uh-huh. uh, oh, boy. Yeah. They, gotta, they need to regroup. Now, I will tell you, though, I still feel like we need another new kid yeah, on the we just team, need one that's so... not a fucking psychopath. Yeah, we just need one that's not a psychopath, but I'm glad that they dealt with that. Like, oh boy, that yeah, was, yeah. It was a close. real life it was a or close death call. situation. Tobias could have died. Jake almost did. Yeah. Uh, Visser 3 almost succeeded. Mm-hmm. David could have, you know what I mean? Like, it any could have gotten in one fell swoop the happened. biggest countries in the world. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do have a preview for next Animorph book. Preview! Now... This has been a grueling experience for us and our characters. Because so, of the death of the, because of the murder. Just all of it. Just, it's a lot to think about. It's heavy stuff. Uh, so, th- 
there, uh, I, I feel like it's uh, fitting then that we get what we get next. And that the is... The Elemist. No. I, I'm going to tell you right now. The Elemist Chronicles is literally the second to last book that we will do. Oh, okay, okay. It okay, is the okay. book we will do right before the last book. The penultimate book. Yes, the penultimate book. Uh, but this book that is next, and I will show you the cover. Megamorphs. It is not a Megamorphs. But the cover, you'll see, is a big lion. And there's a bunch of, all of the characters are up at the top. It looks like a holographic cover. Yeah, it is kind of a holographic. It's shiny. And then all the characters are up at the top. And then you'll see this middle one is like a faceless <gasps> middle one. It's a blue boy. It's a it's a mysterious. It's a Mysterio lady. The next book we have, and I've been very excited for this, and I, I said we were going to do it a long time ago, and then I realized I had to change where it was falling because of this David trilogy. I think it may mention something about that. Okay. Uh, or at the very least have something to do with Anyway, um, I haven't actually read through this yet because uh, this is Alternomorphs number one, The First Journey. Oh, is this the Choose Your Own Adventure this novel? This is the first of two Choose Your Own Adventure oh. Animorph books. Oh, boy. So, I'm not sure yet exactly how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. I'm going to have you play it, essentially. So, I'm going to go through this first, and I'm probably going to mark it all up and, and have all sorts of branching paths and trees. Just but, just mark the death pages. We'll go to it. Uh, well, you yeah, say, you yeah, die. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. we die. Well, I'll tell you how you die every time, but... Um, yeah, so so next time. So am you, I the blue boy? Am I the blue boy on the yes. cover? So I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna read you the back. How's that? Okay. You're with us when we head through the abandoned construction site. You help us decide whether we really want to accept the power to morph. You're there when Visser 3 destroys Elfangor, but not all of, all of your decisions are the right ones. You'll probably make mistakes. Just be careful not to expose yourself or the rest of us to the Yurks, because our secret can never be discovered. And now you are one of us. Can I get to we be trust an animal? Can we I trust you? I get to you? join the group. The, and then the bold words at the bottom says, "Are you ready to be an animorph?" David, this is what the training <laughs> is for. Can you handle it? Get in the game, get David. The game. I'm ready. I get know what to do, David. I'm not going to kill us. I want to let you know right now. I want to win the game. Yeah. I want to move forward. I want to acquire a gorilla, and I want to help my friend. <laughs> gorilla is the right choice. I think definitely you should have a gorilla. Yo, I haven't I read this it. again, so I don't know what choices you're going to be presented with. Yo, I just started a new anime, and the panda characters got a gorilla form. Bro, <laughs> I got to get a gorilla form in my life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. I'm excited for that next time. Okay, choose your own adventure. I wonder, mm -hmm. oh, David, I'm going to be I'm gonna be the best animorph. I'm going to be so good. I'm we'll going to have out. no remorse. I'm going to be a brooder killer from the beginning. I'm going to snap next. We will get another one of these sometime later in the series, but there are only sure. two. Sure, sure. Listen, I'm real scared. I guarantee you some of those deaths are going to be like, you follow the Z-Space and a yeah, ship hits Or they'll you. be like, oh, you're caught. You're now a Yerk forever, you slave. And it's like, oh, no. no. <laughs> well, listen, I appreciate that. Thank you, David, for bringing me this yes. terrible chronicle of your name. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. So, so we'll, we'll get a nice little fun, like, palate cleanser next time before we jump back into the next book. Oh, boy. Real, and soon... Real... Actually, let me double-check something, because soon, I think... Uh... Whatever. David can look away. Oh. He's not here. I'm going to oh. end the episode oh. right now. Oh. Thank you. What? Soon, what is Ovi? After the next book. So after Alternomorphs, we'll get one more regular book. And then we get one of my other favorites as a kid, The Andalite Chronicles. Okay, great, great, great. Yeah, we get to hear about, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Very exciting. Well, listen, I already told the audience I'm ending the episode. So oh. thank you for joining us for another episode. Oh! 
David, something what? pricked my mind. Okay. Uh, both of us, after much insistence for myself, were uh, special guest stars on oh, yeah, another yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah. Give a shout sweet, out. Sweet, sweet garbage. That's sweet, sweet garbage. I talked about the Patriot a while back. You, you David talked about, uh, talks about in length the yeah. longest episode they have done today. It's like he two and a half hours. We talk about that movie about as long as the movie is. Talk their little ears off. I had a much fucking worse movie. My episode's not as long, but go check. <laughs> Check us out over on the sweet, sweet garbage feed. Hell yeah. Give those ladies a listen to, and if you like them, give them a nice little follow. Yeah, do that. They're great. Now, David, I've already inserted myself into the next trilogy, which I would like to be Kevin Bacon movies. Oh. So start thinking about what Kevin Bacon movies you want to maybe talk about. I mean, about. you're picking Footloose, right? Uh, no, I want, no, 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 no. I chose a hollow man. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm probably going to go with Footloose. Footloose is a pretty good one. Footloose has... Or I could do X-Men First Class. Uh. Oh, that's good, too. That's very good. Well, listen, these are decisions we will make. Thank you for making the decision to listen to Storytime, The David Chronicles. We are done with David. We are all... I'm definitely done with David. We're all done with David. I'm sure that. All done with David. And we'll see all you cats next time. (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Yeah. That's our show. Thanks for coming round. Don't be sad. No need to frown. We'll have more stories. Don't throw a fit. Goodbye, one and all, and we'll see you in a bit. Dumb cat. You dumb, dumb, dummy, dummy, dumb cat. What? What? You're ruining the podcast. I was supposed to hear about this plan, and you ruined it, you dumb, 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 dumb cat. (laughs) I swear to God. Get out of there. What are you doing? You're ruining the (laughs) Easter weekend. We got to find out what the world leaders are going to do. All right. Now he's obsessed with my trash can. I I don't know what's going on.